0: Hello, welcome to The Buzz with Katie B. I'm
1: running out of money I'm running out of time I've been losing my damn mind The bills are due and stacking up I'm Running out of faith I'm running out of gas. I've been breaking my damn bag. Only the good Lord can see me through this time. I'm running
0: Well, there it is. That is Running Out by Dakota Murillo. That song actually just dropped today. So go do yourselves a favor and go stream that on any streaming platform that you guys have. I actually was lucky enough that I got a chance to talk with Dakota about what this year has in store for him and his band and his music career. So without further ado, this is my interview with Oklahoma's very own Dakota Marillo on The Buzz with KDB.
2: Grew up in Oklahoma and, and went to Oklahoma State and fell in love with what you know, a lot of people call uh, red dirt music if you're around this part of the country, right? Most you go somewhere else and everyone else is like, what is red dirt music? Well, red dirt music is just like, it's music from Oklahoma, but it's got like this country blue collar um, Americana feel to it. And I think, you know, you've kind of seen that spark recently um, with a lot of different artists. And it's kind of hitting this sweet note with people where they're realizing there's, there is meaning behind these lyrics and the songs are talking to people. And I kind of fell in love with that. Um, As I basically say, I was growing up, you know, from the time I was 19 till the time I was 23 when I left, you know, I kind of fell in love with it. And I never saw it as from my first performance in Willie's Saloon in Stillwater, Oklahoma, you know, on, on a Thursday night to where I am today. Um, with a full band, if you would have told me, hey, that's where you're going to be in a few years, and you're going to be doing this as a career, I would have looked at you and went, you're absolutely crazy. But, you know, here I am. So I, I fall in love with it in Stillwater. Um, don't really pursue it as a profession then. Uh, just kind of keep writing songs and and perfecting my craft and getting a little bit better. and And then I Kind of for a while was like, okay, well, I'm going to take this serious. Uh, I'm going to try to get a band and try to put some music out and see where it goes. And I'm, you know, I, I really struggled the first time I did it. You know, uh, to be honest, if, if we're going to be honest about it, right, which is what these podcasts are all about, yeah. you know, I struggled <laughs> with the humility aspect of it out of the gate. Like, you know, a lot of times as a, as a young artist, you're like, man, I'm the coolest thing since sliced bread, but you know, it, I kind of had a humbling experience and, and did a lot of growing up. And I was like, man, maybe this isn't for me. Um, then oddly enough, I come back into it and I'm just doing charity work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm giving my time away and I'm like, hey, if this is what I've got to give and it helps other people, then this is what I've got to give. So I'm doing that and uh, I, I meet some influential people and go on an experience in Nashville and I'm like, you know, the, the wood and the floors talked to me, the, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to the Ryman, but that's where I was. And the, the, the building spoke to me and I like was standing there and I was like, I literally can't do anything else with my life. So I, I go home to my hotel room. I call my best friend, who's a drummer. I've known him for 23 years. And, uh, we kind of have this heart to heart conversation and I'm like, Hey, let's, let's give this thing everything we've got. And, and kind of, you know do it our way and and just be the Oklahoma kids that we've always been and where it goes it goes you know if it's if it's 25 or 300 monthly listeners or it's you know 35 million monthly listeners it really doesn't matter to me cuz you know if it pays the bills and it's what you love to do so it's kind of a little bit about me and uh how I kind of got into it i guess
0: that's like really interesting and cool that you were at the Ryman and it was kind of your like realization like I should actually do this and pursue this as a career. I feel like, like that's just an overall cool experience. I've never been to the Ryman, but like, it's on my like list of like places I want to see. So that's really cool. You had like a little realization. And then I want to piggyback on how like you talked about like red dirt country. And Mm -hmm. recently I feel like I've seen an increase of like, so many just like red dirt country artists and like the interest in it do you see like a bit of a change kind of in like popular music today because like I feel like more people are discovering red dirt country and growing more fond of it
2: yeah I I think I think red dirt country and and let's put a parenthesis on this, right? There's, there's other genres that fall into this. So like we like to say red dirt country in Oklahoma, but then, you know, you go a little bit further South into Texas and they're calling it Texas country. And then you've got your Arkansas kind of swing style to it. So there's a couple of different, I think what you're seeing is, um, the, the emergence of meaningfulness and song. And I think there is a deep, need for people to connect with music like they haven't in a long time you know we're going through so many things we've never experienced people don't want to hear you know I don't even call what I do country music you know if people mm-hmm. ask me what I do I'm like I'm like it's it's music and you can <laughs> call it what you want? And I'm not putting it in a box right if I write a blue song I'm putting a blue song out if I write you know a more traditional country song that's what I'm putting out you're seeing artists do that and I think you're seeing people finally relate to it and nobody knew who these artists were. Like, so, so for my example is, one of my loves is Cross Canadian Ragweed, right? Yep. Most people, when you leave the state of Oklahoma and Texas, they don't know who that band
1: is. Mm-hmm.
2: But they're so big here. And right, someone's going to listen to your podcast and go, man, who's Cross Canadian Ragweed? Yep. And they're going to be like, what? How did this band not become huge, yep. right? Um, you know, <laughs> I I'll do attribute a lot of that right now. Um, you know, some of it is due to Zach. I yep. think, I think internet overnight fixation. Um, you know, most of us don't have that story. Um, his music just spoke to people and he blew up and it kind of brought this whole scene to light that like, Oh, this is real. These mm-hmm. people are doing this. They're living these songs. You know, I think that's the problem. You know, you get a kid that like, he, he graduates school or he gets a little bit of local success and he's like, I'm going to Nashville. And then the first thing they do is he signs to some cheap record label. Yep. No one ever hears him. They bury him under a bunch of artists. He doesn't get to sing the songs he wrote, you know, well, this, this song fits your voice. Yep. I don't care what fits your voice. It's it's about the the undertone in, in your emotion that comes through in the voice. It's not about the, you know, how pretty can it be? It's not, it's not Luke Bryan country. Not that there's <laughs> anything wrong with that. I'm not knocking it, right? But I'm saying like, it's It's not pretty boy country. It's like, it's like this kind of indie folkish, you know, you see it with Tyler Childers. You see it mm-hmm. with, with all of these. I think, I think Ashley McBride as a female artist does a tremendous job of, she's not necessarily a red dirt artist, but the way that she approaches music and with the emotion behind it, yep. I think you're, you're watching that, um, 90s pop and 2000s pop slowly fade back away and it's going back to a little bit more what it was it and I think that has to do a lot too with just like things being kind of um, at your fingertips right I can record an album in Oklahoma and I can make one just as good as they can in Nashville you know for like no money You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's, it's kind of like, I think it's going back to it one out of necessity and out of feeling, but then two also, you know, we just have availability to resources we didn't have before.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think people too want change kind of in like the whole country music industry, like they want more change and it's like now they're finally realizing that there's all these incredible artists that aren't going to be played on country radio. They they have their own little group. And I do think like you mentioned Zach in there, I think his, that has kind of opened a lot of people's eyes. Like, mm. although well, Zach now has like some success and I'll occasionally hear him on country radio. It's like, he still has this little genre himself and there's artists that you'll discover from liking him that open up more of like a certain vibe. And I think people are seeing that and they enjoy it because it's different, which is a really good thing, honestly. All right. So you, Went to school, but what did you go to school for?
2: Oh, man, so <laughs> want to hear? I'm, uh, I <laughs> that's that's a great question. So um, I I originally went to school for marketing and entrepreneurship, and I got two degrees. Um, then I graduated mm-hmm. and chased the corporate ladder, and I got an MBA. Um, <laughs> and and I got the big corner office. I got the good job. I got the job everybody wants where you get to travel and see the U.S. and, you know, do all the cool stuff. And I hated it. (laughs) I hated it every single day. It just wasn't, it was not for me. You know, I I tell people all the time, like go to school, but like school is not about the education you receive. It's about the people you meet along the way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of more of a, a story about life. But yeah, I've got I've got a, what you call a decorated education or whatever, but I don't really like tell people that. Cause you know, I, every once in a while someone will ask, I'm like, you have an MBA. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. Does it do me any good? No. <laughs> <laughs> you have it. That's you just have it. Yeah. Yep. I I'm know. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not any smarter for having it that I can promise you.
0: <laughs> that's, that's really funny actually. So, um, Let's go back to like your realization for music. Were there any like certain artists that like you would listen to that kind of made you realize like maybe I could be like them? and like who were some of your inspirations along the way?
2: Um, biggest inspiration along the way, Jason Isabel. I don't know if you that know who that yep. is. um Jason Isabel is like. And anybody listening to this podcast, if you have not heard Jason, it's about stop what you're doing, put this nope. podcast in pause, go listen to it, and then come back and you'll know what we're talking about, right? <laughs> Do that for me. But but Jason has this way of being able to describe life. And and at the end of the day, those artists that I see like that and, and those classic country artists, um, what it means to me is... That's how the average guy or gal gets through their day. And most people don't see music that way. You know, I think they're, they're I'll go back to my level of maturing, right? I think, I think as, as people, um, especially when we're in our, when our middle, middle to early 20s, we don't have the perspective on life. Even if you've had a rough life and you've seen a lot of stuff, you don't have this, this grap, like grasping perspective of, what people are going through and, and you kind of put your feelings and emotions before a lot of other people's. And then there's a stage where we all kind of grow up. And I think Jason kind of spoke to that. Corey Smith is another artist. I don't know if you know who Corey Smith is Corey Smith is, is killer. Um, those two artists were the artists. I remember, I remember listening to Riley Green when nobody knew, you know, <laughs> when he was singing bury me and Dixie and <laughs> It was recorded on a laptop in a bedroom in like 2012. Like <laughs> that, that's, that's how I fell in love with a lot of these guys. And for me, it was about, okay, this is, you know, having that experience and coming back and going, okay, this is how people get through their days. Mm-hmm. Maybe seeing one of these people um, l- make somebody's day a little bit better, helps them get through tomorrow. And that's kind of like, That's just the way I see it now. And I think those guys kind of see it that way. I remember seeing Jason in the 400 unit um, in Tulsa and he's like, he's like, you know, they kept us from selling this place out. And in my head I'm going, man, nobody knows what kind of talent this guy is, you know? And you're like, Mm -hmm. he's he's singing music for you. And I think right now, you know, that show would sell out in a heartbeat kind of since the changes happened that we've Mm -hmm. talked about, but yeah, th- those are some of my bigger inspirations. You know, the Corey Smiths of the world, the Jason Isabel's, are very strong songwriters who, you know, have always done their thing. They don't, they don't go out and just pick a song to sing it and make money.
0: Yeah. You know? I think that's so important too. Like my favorite thing is like artists who actually write their own music. Like if like an artist walks into a room and i have no idea who they are and they just tell me that they don't write their own music i'm kind of like oh okay i lose a little bit of respect because i feel like it's important for artists to really feel and n- what they're singing and it's just it's important because then they know how to fully like perform it well and it's hard to find artists who are like good natural storytellers i feel but there's a lot more of it now which is
2: good well yeah (laughs) and not only that but i think like what adds into that is i think a lot of people um man and you see this once again not knocking this at all but you see this with your american idols of the world and your um voice auditions and all that stuff what you see is like these people come in and they're trying to teach them how to have this pretty perfect voice the raspiness and the gravel in your voice and that kind of emotion that comes through in that is part of the storytelling process like it's not that's why people like once again Zach they don't like it just because the lyrics are good they Mm -hmm. like it because he's imperfect. Yep. It's not what they're used to hearing. It's not something that's why they like Cody jinx. That's why they like, you know, Cody Johnson's got more of this re- refined tone now, but he didn't have that when he blew up, when he got big and everybody knew who he was. That wasn't who Cody was,
1: mm-hmm. you know, and now
2: he's got older and he's gotten more refined and that's going to happen to all of us. We're going to grow. But I think, I think that graveliness, that raspiness, that original sound is also kind of part of your storytelling process. And I think people lose that too.
0: Yeah, I agree. Is there like, because you have music out. So is there like any certain like song you have out that you feel like you told a story through it really well?
2: Um, Yeah, I, I try to do that with a lot of them. They're based on like my own personal life experiences. I don't have anything out that I didn't write. Um, I'm actually getting ready to drop a song and it's called running out and it's just going to be an acoustic song. Um, and, and it's the most storytelling driven song that I have. Um, it took me a long time to write it and it took me even longer to be okay with playing it in front of people. I think, I think that's another thing that like people just look at music and they go, Oh, well it's music. People put music out and they record it. And I'm like, in my mind, it's, it's not music. It's, it's art. Yeah. And there's a lot of emotion that's drug into it. Right. So you're just like you're putting this art out and you're like, is it going to be a good time for me to play it, not play it? You know, is it emotionally the right time to put it out? You know, do you have feelings attached to it? Um, it's it's called running out. And, and I'm actually going to the studio next Wednesday uh, here in here in town to to record it. I'm pretty pumped about it. Um, I have played it a couple of places and really kept it on on the down low. And, um, you know, I, I think it really showcases that, that songwriting uh, a spirit. But the one that's out right now, too, is, is Walking Man. It's got, it's got a lot of mandolin in it. Um, and, and basically the, the principle of the song is, you know, we're all faced with decisions in our life and we have to decide whether or not we're going to do what we want to do or what everybody else in society tells us to do. And I think you're watching so many people walk away from it Mm -hmm. and go, okay, you know what? I don't need the $120,000 a year job. I'll make $60,000 a year. I'll do what I want to do, travel where I want to travel, experience life. And like the idea of possessions are kind of falling to the wayside every single day. People are like, oh, I don't need a brand new car and I don't need a boat. I'll go buy the concert tickets or the plane ticket or mm. I'll live in the cheaper apartment so I can go experience things because I don't want to be here anyways. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think it's kind of what you're seeing.
0: Yeah. I was just listening to that song this morning. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that you say that, <laughs> but, um, so you're going to go in and record that song and what more can like people expect from you going into the new year?
2: Yeah, I, I think my goal for for 2023 is um, we've built locally a kind of a following. I think for us, the next step is I, I've got some of the best musicians in the world. Um, CD Manon on lead guitar, uh, Mitchell Spiller on bass and, and Jordan, Jordan Conley on drums. They're phenomenal talents. They're people that that see music. My, my guys are the best in the absolute world. And, you know, you could travel and look for people like this that fit together. And it's going to be hard to find, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think for us, what we're hoping for, we're going to get out of the state and we're going to play everywhere. So, you know, that's that's dive bars. That's big venues. We'll begin the stockyards in April. You know, we booked some other big venues. I'm opening up for Bart Crow um, here in March, which is, you know, he's, he's a pretty big red dirt artist. You know, and then I've got some other things coming down the pipe, too, that, you know, uh, we're working on right now. And I think our our whole goal is to just kind of continue to grow exposure wise and let things happen organically. You know, I'm not the type of guy that walks into a room and kicks a door down. I'm not (laughs) going to do that. Like, that's not my personality. Like, I, you know, we we talk all the time, you know, um, hungry, humble, kind. That's that's who we are as people. And I tell people all the time, be who you are and everything else takes care of itself. You know, there's a lot of people out there listening to music. If I could get half a percent of them, I'm going to be okay. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and I tell people, just like we talked earlier, if, if it's 10,000 monthly listeners and I make a living doing this, that's cool. (laughs) If, If it's 10 million that's cool too. You know, like it it doesn't matter. I'm doing what I love for a living. um, And ultimately it's helping somebody else out and get through their day. What, what could be more beautiful than that? But yeah, we're, we're getting out of the state of Oklahoma. Um, We're in the van pulling a trailer, uh, staying in a hotel room, sleeping in the van. Like, you know, it's the part, it's the unglamorous part. Everyone's like, Oh, you got a band. You're, You're a singer. This is, this is so cool. And I'm like, yeah, like, you guys are uh, you guys sleeping on the van floor in the middle of winter when you're driving through cold places like it's it's awesome, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's one day when you'll be on a bus, you'll look back and you'll be like, whoa,
2: that was crazy. Oh, it's so funny you say that. Like we talk about that all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you guys will look back at riding in this van and none of my guys ever complain about it, which is so great. But like I like, <laughs> look back and go, we wrote our best music when we were you know, two foot away from each other all the time, you know, and you walk into a venue and you don't know what it's going to be like. And you're like, okay, cool. And you're learning all these, like, these like life lessons. I, I think, I think for the end of us, for 2023, we, we want to, uh, at the end of 2023, probably be on somebody's tour and be an Mm -hmm. opening act. I think that's a realistic ceiling for us. Um, and not setting the bar too low. Uh, we got a lot of work to do. You know, we're, we're a young band. Um, we've only been together you know full time for six months now uh I was a solo artist before that you know like so so we've got a lot of growing to do and we're not kicking doors down like we're gonna take our time we're gonna walk through we're just gonna be who we are right now and let everything else take care of itself you know I'd I'd love to tell you I'm I want to play uh (laughs) I don't know South by Southwest at the end of the year and I'm like yeah sure that'd be cool but like if it's not ready for us then, and that's not the right move, then we're not kicking that door down. Like we're, this is something I'm going to do for, you know, the next, you know, 20, 30 years. So I I think it's all right to just take our time and and let it happen organically.
0: Yeah. Let it all happen naturally. And it, it'll eventually fall into place. And I think that's a really, really good mindset to have as a, like a young artist. (laughs) So that's kind of where I'm going to wrap it up here. So is there anything else you kind of want to add just about like you or like your career or just going into the future?
2: Yeah. Uh, First of all, I want to say thank you, Katie, for having (laughs) me. on. I'm I'm enjoying, enjoying it and enjoying talking about, uh, you know, my guys and and the fun stuff we have coming. Um, We are going to be dropping some new music pretty soon. We're going to continue to drop stuff. Um, we're going to start moving more towards singles. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you stream music. It's just Dakota Murillo. That's D A K O T A M U R I L L O. Um, you can check it out, you know, or we have a website, Dakota You know, I'm updating stuff there all the time. Um, read a little bit about us, see some pictures, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and we really appreciate Everybody else. I think every time I do this, you know, um, the one thing that blows my mind more than anything is I have people that call and text me about my music that I don't know.
0: Uh-huh.
2: At, at the end of the day, that's the coolest feeling in the world to be able to provide something to somebody else that they're like, oh, I like this so much. You know, one one girl messaged me on uh Snapchat or something. And, you know, I'm I'm like, you know, I just respond. I'm like, oh, yeah, how do we know each other? And she's like, well, such and such introduced me to your music. And I just wanted to say, I hope this isn't creepy, right? And to me, I'm like, no, listen, <laughs> um, thank you for being a fan. Uh, still going to talk to you today, like I will, you know, if this thing blows up. But, you know, like to me, everybody that supports us, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate the effort that you know people like yourself go through that maybe you're not a music creator or but you are a content creator Mm -hmm. or you are a supporter or you know you're involved in some way you know that stuff's important to the music scene that's how we continue to be able to do what we do you know like it, it it's so appreciated and I'm so appreciative of, of you and, and people like you that continue to allow us to do what we do because at the end of the day, like yeah, I love to do this, but it doesn't pay my bills if people mm-hmm. don't come out to watch us. You know, um we appreciate it. No, I'm 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 super stoked for the stuff to come. I'm uh, and I'm happy you had us on, had me on. I say us because I'm always I'm always saying us, us, us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm very happy. That's my goal. Like I just I want to support like my friends and get them more listeners. And then it also benefits me because then their fans will go listen and maybe they'll like my podcast. So it's we help each other out. And I think that's a really important thing as well. Go. Thank you go. so much for coming on. It meant a lot to me. And I'm I can't wait to just put put this out so I can show the world who you are and your music.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: James. And there you have it, guys. That was my interview with Oklahoma's very own Dakota Murillo, truly an amazing and incredible individual. And I'm going to leave you guys with a little bit of some tunes from him that you guys can definitely check out right now on Spotify or wherever you are streaming music. But thank you guys so much for listening. This is The Buzz with KDB, and that's just how the B buzz is.
1: Time only the good Lord gets me by. Oh Lord, will you see me through this time? I'm running out, I'm running out.